0: I'd love to have uh, the, the seeds spread around.
1: Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. Get me a bottle of whiskey and a bowl. I feel stupid now. Um,
2: it's the weed. I'm a bowl for the bowl, dude. On. Smoke on. I smoke some weed, bro. They had a great goddamn time.
1: You were feeling that shit. In the bulb. We have blunts here. I've
0: never done a blunt. I do one.
2: I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. I want my weed. Is that me too? Nah, niggas weed. Well, if you want to be like me, a loser. Oh. You make weed look so uncool.
1: Streaming value for value and weed is an excellent combination. One of the best I can think
3: of in terms of combinations. Hello everybody. Thanks for joining us. A uh Stoner is never late nor is he early. He puffs precisely when he means to. And you're puffing with us tonight here in the bowl. It is a special edition. You know them as Bowls with Buds. This will be episode 208 of Bowl After Bowl on November 25th, 2022. Thank you very much. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And we're very excited to welcome to the bowl for the first time, Cabbage Peps. Nice to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for joining us. It's exciting.
0: I'm a, I'm a little
3: nervous, oh, I won't lie. I'm a little nervous. Nervous. But no, uh, you you're you're with friends here. Sorry I put okay. you in the hot seat for for so long. We were dealing with some te- technical difficulties uh, <laughs> to start That's the show. Fine. Off. You'll get the invoice.
2: Alright, cool. <laughs> That's all right.
3: As long as uh as long as the invoice comes through. Uh speaking of invoices, by the way, um, most of you know that what we got here is a new live son of a bitch. And you can boost the show.
1: This is a new live son of a bitch.
3: You can boost the show through new podcast apps. Uh, or as we like to call them, nude podcast apps. Because we always take our clothes off and go over to apps.com to get a n- podcast app that can send little bits of Bitcoin. Little uh, sats, little pieces of Bitcoin. In real time. And you can even attach a message and say something silly or funny or awesome to us. Uh, during the show Actually while it's going on We can also uh, Take your questions via the voicemail line Which um, I, I'm waiting I'm waiting to hit this Adam Curry Because I wanted to make sure I got all of my <laughs> Flux in at the beginning uh, If you have a question For Cabbage Paps You can hit the voicemail up uh, All you gotta do is whip out your cellular device and device uh, Call 81C Six zero seven three six six three, and the play You can also text that same phone number, and we could read your text. Uh, so, just depending on your preferences, you can interact with the show and interact in real time. Yeah, what's going on?
1: This is a value for value production.
3: Correct. Correct. That's We've coming. already uh had boosts from Harv Hat. Of course he hits us with that 10101 as soon as he sees the uh show go live. So he did that once again. Thank you Harv yeah, Hat.
1: Thanks Harv Hat.
3: Out a boost CLI by the way. And I've been doing some test tokes. Uh folks should know that a third of the boosts will go over to Cabbage Paps. Send them, send them. So there you yeah, go.
1: Forever and ever.
3: Cuz he Set himself up with, a, with an Albi wallet, yeah? It's building, yeah, it's building. There you go, there you go. So uh, one boost at a time, that's what we like to say. So Cabbage Paps uh, is a, a bit of a legend. He came up recently with a new strain of weed that he has named Adam Curry after the podfather himself. And so I... Uh, I just want to get into it. We're going to get into a few things. I'm have a. I have a I'm very curious about a lot of different stuff. But, uh oh, and I'm curious what oh boost says C-dubs. Uh, One-on-one-on-one on one sets. Thank you, sir.
1: Thanks, C-dubs.
3: Uh, I'm curious, though, how did this idea come up? What inspired you to try to make an Adam Curry strain? Well, let's see. Um, probably just mostly clout chasing and
0: just trying to get exposure. Okay. But uh, I was it was kind of divinely guided, I think. I uh, just probably was a little stoned in the garden one day, and I thought, like, uh, I'll do this. Now, I mean, I came to No Agenda via uh, Grimerica in uh, 2019, roughly. Okay. Uh, mid-2019, maybe a little earlier than that. And uh, I had created a Grimerica strain too that uh, originally was calling the Black Budget after their uh, premium feed.
3: Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, and so I've had this idea. There's a couple other strains that I've created that I kind of like named after people or named, you know, kind of related to show ideas and stuff. And uh, I just uh, I'm I'm not really sure. It was kind of just divinely guided. I had this. Uh, um, beautiful plant that was growing in my garden and I put a few different kinds of pollen on it and we'll get into all that stuff. I mean, as much as you want to ask about my process. certainly. And, uh, one of them, I just decided I'd just call it Adam Curry and see what happened with it. It was just like a, a kind of, uh, I don't know. I mean, it just kind of popped into my head and so I just did it
3: That's without awesome. really
0: thinking too much about it.
3: Uh, so you came to know agenda through Cry America. Mm-hmm. I got to ask are you, are you from the great white north or Are you a fellow uh, Canadian close, of them? Close.
0: I'm a west coast guy oh, 100%. Okay. I'm but I am a US resident. I'm a, I'm an American. Right on. Um um in a high valley in rural SoCal at the moment.
3: Gotcha. I just almost did you sound like you have a twinge of that uh, northern accent maybe. Washington state. Okay. That makes it makes perfect sense. Close. Super close. I've
0: been to BC. I have some really fond, fond uh, memories from BC and uh, and Alberta. I have been to Calgary, where Great America is uh, is uh, from, but I, I not since the nineties. Gotcha. A long time ago, went to uh, to Calgary and Edmonton.
3: And then uh, I'm I'm curious how. So, tell me a little bit more about getting hit in the mouth. And we, we really love origin stories here in the bowl. Um, like how first of all how did you hear about grimerica and get into that world and right okay okay well you know I was listening to like
0: uh uh you know my my I have a couple of sons uh, adult sons now and uh, and uh, one of them turned me on to Mark Marin and that was probably like 10 12 years ago or so okay. that I was listening to Mark Marin then I started to listen to Rogan and with Rogan there was like uh, Ari Shafir and uh, Duncan Trussell were on there and I think from those guys, from Duncan Trussell, I think I learned about the Higher Side Chats. And from the Higher Side Chats, I, you know, I started to listen to them, became a premium member because I loved all that stuff. Yeah. And that he was talking, uh, that uh, Greg Carl was talking about. And then uh, I think from that, I learned about Grimerica. And I just immediately took to those guys because they're just goofy and... Uh, uh, but they're also hitting good, hard topics that I really enjoy listening to, you know, um, mind-blowing stuff, I guess, you know, like the tinfoil hat or uh, – I'm just a conspiracy nut. I love it. Totally. Um, and then I just heard them mention No Agenda a few times, and I tried to listen to it uh, once. I, I put it on. I was like, okay, all right, this is this is something, but I'm not quite sure This I'm going to stick with this. But then I listened to a couple more episodes, and I was just – I've pretty much been all in ever since.
3: Isn't that wild how, uh, I don't know, I was the same way. I came from Rogan um, many years ago now. I want to say like 2014. It was 2014. and That's uh, even
0: before I was listening.
3: It was like... No, no, I think I was. Yeah, I was already on in 2014, yeah. It was like uh, right around the Bring Back Our Girls time. And um, the first one, I didn't get it. Somebody just suggested it to me because I had been talking... On the face sack about uh, how great the last Rogan I listened to was, right? I was working in a cookie shop, making cookie dough, and I just was listening to podcasts like all day, just nothing but. Right. And um, somebody was like, you would like No Agenda, you should try it out. And I tried it out, and it it was like the third one, where you start to get the format, and you start to, like all of the um, priming that they constantly do starts to actually work and sink in, and the format becomes familiar. And then all of a sudden it was like other shows were harder to listen to just because of like the memes they were like pulling out and destroying. Like they take uh, like the bring back our girls thing. Like they they took the power out of that whole meme that the Obama administration had going and the State Department had going at the time. And, And you kind of like learn what's behind it and like the dubious origins of it. And then you'll listen to another podcast. Like, I listen to another Rogan, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, we got to bring back these girls. It's awful, right? <laughs> and you just be like, ah, oh, not this shit again. Um, I don't even remember the bring back our girls thing. I,
0: I mean, it was not on no agenda at that point. So, uh, what was yeah, that?
3: it was like, uh, um, it was a Boko Haram had kidnapped like a bunch of girls.
1: Because yeah, it wasn't this during the Coney thing going on too, like the child army.
3: It was separate but similar separate but similar thing going on. Okay, um,
0: this is vaguely tinkling around in my brain.
3: If you've ever seen a a meme of sad-looking Michelle Obama holding a sign and like the sign can say anything, right? It's like a really uh, yes. it's an exploitable. <laughs> that was originally her holding a sign that said bring back our girls. Okay, okay. That's where that meme originates from and it was this whole push to I don't know, like to go in and kick some doors down and rescue these girls and I don't know I don't know uh I can't you know uh, the the details escape me now. The book of
1: knowledge says that Boko Haram kidnapped 276 mostly Christian female students.
3: Yeah, it was like at a school, right?
1: From a government girls secondary school. What
3: country is this?
1: This was in Nigeria.
3: Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, and um I can't remember the no agenda breakdown of it, but it was just essentially like like everything else is you know a globalist scam <laughs> exactly yep. which is so refreshing right yeah definitely. to hear people say that when there's so much gaslighting everywhere else no doubt uh so how did you hear about us then i'm curious well, could you let's d- see I only reached problem. out recently
0: i got on the um i decided to just join the no agenda social as Cabbage Paps. I had another username, but I wasn't active. But since I wanted to kind of just put the word out that I made these uh, this strain, this Adam Curry strain, I decided to just join as Cabbage Paps and just post there. And so then that's when, you know, I saw DeLorean right away. You you said hello to me like one of the first ones to say hello, and then we started talking about it right away. Nice.
1: Yeah. I was excited <laughs> when I saw you pop up. that's papa. better than...
0: Better than doom scrolling Twitter, you know it's kind of nice to have something different to look at,
3: most definitely um,
0: the new agenda social,
3: yeah, it's a fantastic uh platform, well that's cool. I gotta say thank you uh for the little jar you sent us. You're um, welcome, absolutely a little um, taste of this of this Adam Curry, I must say it's i've I've been working with some weed that I've had for way too long. <laughs> You know where you're just like, oh, I guess I'll just keep smoking it because I have it, right? And (laughs) this is some of the nicer stuff that I've had for a a while. Um, I like it because it's like unassuming looking in the jar. And then you open it up and it has that nice old familiar smell. Like, Lorraine, what did you describe it as like the... He uh,
1: said oh, I was like oh yeah this is straight out of a California duffel bag right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just brought back some memories um, but I, I'm, I'm interested to hear kind of your process because uh, I see like the label and it's called Adam Curry by Cabbage Paps and we have it uh, BMS crossed with EM uh-huh. female crossed with soccer mom male Yes. And so was, I guess the the first two are like the hybrid female plant and then and then Soccer Mom was the the pollinator. The male, correct, yeah. Um well I've I've been uh through
0: the the Cabbage Paps Instagram. I've been trading seeds for the past several years and uh growing little crops in the backyard in the spring and summertime. And uh I don't even remember where I got the seeds honestly because I've done so many trades now. But uh, the BMS stands for Big Mother Skunker. There's, that's a, that's a uh, Canadian strain. And the EM is early Mexican. And these seeds came to me in a piece of cardboard where they'd like cord out the middle of the cardboard and then put blue tape over the seeds. And I think then they just put them in an envelope and I literally don't remember where or who I got them from. And then, uh, the soccer mom, the soccer mom I got from some guy who got it from some guy and they wanted something I had made, um, one, one other different cushy strain I had created. So that's, it was just a really good looking male. And, um, the big mother skunker by early Mexican was just one of my favorite plants, just energetically. It was just this big bush, really thick, uh, buds that were like the size of my arm and it was just such a cool plant it was so beautiful and I put a few different kinds of pollen on it I put some I, I kind of will take like a little vial or some little cup and I'll put a little bit of pollen in there I'll take a paintbrush and then I'll just paint brush the pollen onto the female flowers usually early September okay and it takes about 30 days for the seeds to mature
3: gotcha yeah um so was there just a, uh, I I don't know, how did, like how did you get Adam involved or reach out to him? Had you already kind of perfected the strain or did you tell him you were oh. working on one and at, like ask him what he liked or how did that all work out?
0: No, he said on the show actually recently, I see DeLorean said Jack Harer was like, what he said was his favorite strain. I so, love that
3: because um, that's been my favorite yeah. strain for like- It's such good weed. My yeah. whole adult life. <laughs> There was a time, there was a Wild West
0: moment in uh, the county where I reside in SoCal, where um, I had a buddy who was growing Jack Harrer and he wanted to sell some to one of the dispensaries here, and I made the transfer. I was the mule. Nice. Um, That was 15 years ago, I think. That's Um, awesome. It was fun. It was scary. I was actually really nervous.
3: <laughs> it's get a little bit intimidating
0: sometimes. Meeting some sketchy people in a parking lot. Yeah, oh, <laughs> but it all worked out. Yeah, and boy,
3: pounds were a lot more expensive back then. It's really weird, isn't it? How the the has just come so drastically far down. There's just so many people
0: jumping on it, especially like Oregon Outdoor. There's just mm-hmm. everybody's got a thousand plants in their backyard. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
3: supplies cranked,
0: and it's only going to get more and more. So for me, I'm just stepping outside of that and I just, you know, I want to like grow my own. You're going to have some success. You're going to have some failure. Um, and with the Adam Curry, I think I just kind of, um, sent him an email. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the uh, beginning of it that I had named a strain after him and, uh, just offered to send him a
3: sample. I just remember the first time I ever, I, the first thing I heard about it was him just kind of at the end of show, just kind of. Uh, slipping it out there, he was just like, "Oh yeah, they're making a strain of weed after uh, named after me." <laughs> and Dvorak's like, "It's about time." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dvorak's
0: always so dismissive about the weed. He's yeah. Like, oh, oh, great, good for you. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, go to jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 he needs a CBD uh, strain called John C.B. Dvorak. I think. Ooh, <laughs> no, that's not a
3: bad idea. Working on it. Working on it. There big you go. plans. Big plans cotton gin in the chat wants to know when do we get a bowl strain (laughs) oh it's coming up okay there might even be
0: some crosses that i
3: made this year that i could date that way oh fantastic so are you uh mainly an outdoor are you an only outdoor only outdoor only outdoor just too lazy to set up lights and um oh god set up like the greatest light of all time comes up every morning there you go perfect yeah so, um, why fuck it, around? It's just,
0: it's, yeah, it's just, I, I sometimes I, I sort of get tempted, but I'm just, I think I'm too lazy to be owned by like the timers and listening to the fans and paying yeah for the extra electricity. Just do the seasons and just trying to get better at gardening in general. I'm actually, been drawn more into like getting better at growing food, you know,
3: like, yeah, the
0: wheat, the growing weed and having success with that is like really satisfying. Um, and I really am just growing for myself. I'm not trying to make money off this.
3: Sure. Uh, so, do you like have a little homesteadage, like acreage, or just a small what? Like, uh, what kind of? I'm on an acre.
0: Work? Okay. I'm on an acre, and we have you know we're in a, a pretty rural area, and uh, the neighbors are chill. We're well concealed. Um, I keep my uh, medical, my Prop 215 medical uh, recommendation current every year. Gotcha so that I have that kind of coverage too, and that makes the landlady happy as well.
3: Cool. Very nice. 2.15. So, uh, Cal- Cali has gone wreck, right? Or are they oh, still? Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember the last time, when we were out there, it hadn't quite happened yet. Uh, when we were at the, uh, Cannabis Cup, right?
1: Yeah. San when was Br-
3: that? It was, I want to say 2014. It was right around this whole, it might have been 2015, like February of 2015, like super early 2015. I think
0: the local dispensaries opened in 2017 or 2018. Okay, I mean, it seems like the the local uh, sheriffs and cops and stuff have got more important things to deal with. It just doesn't seem like they really care unless you're really trying to blow it up and have like 100 greenhouses and... You're trying to do some sort of unlicensed commercial activity.
3: Sure. Uh, when we were there, it was sort of like it was, it was Medhi, but it was really wild west. And uh, you would stand in line. Uh, it was the, it was the high time San Bernardino.
1: Medical uh, cannabis cup. The
3: medical cannabis <laughs> cup. Right. And Animal so Empire. it was like uh, you would stand in this line and they had a tent that you would go into that had like little partitions and some person was sitting in a lab coat and they would take like your name and the address of the hotel you were staying at. And then they would give you like, you could buy a medical recommendation for one day or three days or seven days or 30 days. (laughs) They had these different prices and it was just like a little bit wild, a little bit wacky. That sounds fun. Yeah. But I mean, uh, San Bernardino
0: doesn't sound that much fun, but whatever. Yeah, Yeah. I it's like LA smog like
3: goes there and then it
1: dies.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was definitely different.
1: We won the tickets on Twitter.
3: That's right. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: So it was just so wild and random. We're like, well, we have to go.
3: Yeah, we were just just road tripped out. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go.
1: But yeah, so we were standing in that line for the tent to fill out this paperwork when this vendor came by and just slapped these bracelets on our wrists and was like, those are VIP bracelets. You guys are good to go.
3: <laughs> so you didn't need to get the recommendation then? That's no. Ryan? right. Yep. Yeah. They just gave us these like red wristbands that signaled that we were a vendor essentially. And so that oh, cool. like they had a whole area that was like the smoke area, right? It was kind of like going into a festival where there's just like a gate and then behind the gate, there's just booths and just big gas clouds of smoke. And everybody's doing dabs and ripping blunts and all this shit. Uh, That's awesome. It was a f- total free-for-all. But in order to get back there, you either had to have your little card or you had to have one of these wristbands. <laughs> so it was like, boom, there you go. You got the wristband. You're good to go. You got the medical recommendation now.
0: Nice. And there was like live music and everybody's just like smoking and stuff. Or yep. was it
3: just vendors and stuff or what? It was all kinds of people. Uh a lot of it was mainly like medical shop, like dispensary vendors, but then there were people selling like uh special grinders and um I don't know, all kinds of there were a few activist booths.
1: Yep. There were like No, Now are goods. we talking
3: hundreds, thousands of people? How many people were there? Oh, that's a great question. I'm not sure. Honestly, I was so blazed out of my face. (laughs) Um, Rick Ross played that night. He was like, he was like the musical act, you know? Uh, We didn't go to that. We were just. uh, Now, once you
0: were done with the event, did you like go to the beach? Did you, would you do any other fun stuff in the area or did you stay in San
3: Bernardino? We were staying with a guy that we got uh, hooked up with via some, some local activist friends. He had connections with this guy who ran a dispensary out there, so we just we just went straight back to his place, and he had like a grow going in that house, and so we would like we were going to the the cup during the day, and then once it got later, like I think like halfway through the concert starting, we like just got out of there and we went back to his place, and we like that was like the first grow we had ever seen, and we got to like trim buds and smoke plant and just hang around and um listen to old like (laughs) uh drug war stories you know what strain was he growing he was growing uh one called skywalker is the one i remember um
1: i'm glad you remember i was like it's a star wars kind of (laughs) name yeah (laughs) my memory sucks it's
0: an og og kush i think
3: that sounds right yeah um
1: Also, just a fun fact, it says that about 10,000 people attended that medical cannabis cup in 2015.
0: 2015, okay. That's about when I started in the backyard, when I finally convinced the powers that be on this land that it was going to be fine and it wasn't going to be a problem and we weren't going to lose the house. Nice. Because that was an issue. I've been obsessed with the idea of growing for years and years and years.
3: When
0: I was a young man in the... Late 80s, early 90s, the first times I tried weed. And then I was like, oh, I need to get some brick weed with some seeds in it and sprout them. But then not in the right situation when it's in like the closet at my parents' house. When I'm a teenager. Oh, right. <laughs> it took a while before I found a place where I was like, okay, this is okay. I can do this. I can get away with it. Nobody cares. If somebody sees it. It's not a big deal. And the time is the, the time that it is now. Now, I mean, at least here in California, it's uh, fairly relaxed where I am. does not not a problem. I've got a few neighbors that each had plants that were visible from the road. And, uh, <clears throat> and then I know of other grows that are nearby that are quite large. Some of them are big. And
3: nobody seems to be getting in any trouble. Nice. So there's a little bit of a safety in numbers thing on top of it. It feels like it. And it just feels like people
0: don't really care if you're not, I mean, it's going to be more like you give them a reason to be angry at you sure. and then they might have a problem. But if everybody gets along and everybody likes each other on the street, then it's all good. And That's my situation. Cool.
3: Yeah. That's, that sounds perfect. Honestly.
0: It is perfect. It, it really is paradise where I live. It's very
3: lovely. That's awesome. Yeah, man, this. uh, that's really funny. Like the whole, um, uh, the whole you being a producer and coming because like I just heard the strain of weed and I was just like I don't the way Adam said it made him said like some like team was working on it or some uh, you know dispensary yes. was coming yeah. out with this or <laughs> like oh yeah our engineers in the lab are finally developing a, an Adam Curry strain <laughs> and then uh, Lori just was like the guy that's making Adam Curry strain he's on uh, he's on Nas and yeah. Like, he's going to sit to some. I was like, no
1: shit. This is great.
3: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And it is great. It is great. So I
1: understand. It's so
3: chatty and light and happy. It's very,
0: I mean, it's it's very heady, I think. It's not, uh, yeah. it doesn't lay you out and you don't like, oh God,
3: I can't move. So is it like uh, Indica Sativa? What's Where, the balance of it?
0: I, I definitely hybrid and I, I really can't say. I did make a posting of the Adam Curry strain on the, uh, it's called uh, en.seedfinder.eu. And it. Uh, when you put in the different strains that like uh, make up Soccer Mom, it breaks it all down into like uh, you know, a lineage, like a family tree. Oh, this is They're
3: fantastic. A, thanks, DeLorean. There
1: you go. Yeah, I posted it in the chat for everyone. I've yeah, never yeah,
3: seen this before. This is excellent. Seed Finder. Well, yeah, Seed okay. Finder
0: is super cool. Yeah, I've got a couple other of my strains uh, on there too. The, the Riff hash plant was where I that I got seeds from uh, Morocco from uh, one of my sons who's just an intrepid traveler. And uh, so that was my initial foray into breeding because I had a male and a female. And I was like, I'm going to make some more of these seeds. And then I started there and just kept doing it every year. And then over time, there's quite a community of just backyard grower breeders or, you know, indoor people that are, have a little tent and a light and some fans and they're growing stuff and they grow out their males, they grow their females, they put them together. They're, you know, everybody's trying to come up with the next, you know, Girl Scout cookies.
3: Sure. Next Tangy or whatever. This is. What's super...
0: the hot thing now? I think wedding cake.
3: Oh and, yeah. Italian the gelato. last some... year. Gelato. Yeah. Uh, some sweet tooth shit. I don't know. It makes me feel so <laughs> fucking old when I hear the news. <laughs> right. This is, I mean, it's like, what happened to Northern Lights? Man, I love that Jack hair. That's so funny. Cause, uh,
0: I was looking on the uh, seed banks. I was like, man, maybe I should. This is a big problem I have too. It's like uh, looking at seed bank or you know looking at different vendors and then being like, I've you know I just got to have that. I've got a fridge. I've got a little college fridge that is dedicated to my seeds and it is stuffed full. I've got so much to plant and grow, so much that I make every year that I could never grow everything. And I'm still like, man, it's just it's always n plus one.
2: How oh, many yeah. seeds
0: do you have? Well, you need to get like. One more pack. I was thinking about getting the uh the original Scentsy Seeds Dutch um Jack Harrer and growing it just because Adam said that. That's what a nerd I am. Yes. Um and I might. But I might try to find someone who's growing it and making the seeds so I can just be like, hey, how about we trade? That would be
3: that would be the way to go for sure. Then I don't have to spend 130
0: euros and hope that it shows up.
3: I love that it has like just the whole lineage family line in this. It's like a big family tree of weed. See, I've always relied on stuff like Leafly, but the problem with Leafly is it's basically just like a dispensary ad, you know, and you can't kind of, find yeah. all strains and they don't have like, uh, I don't know, everything. It's like very commercial. This is, this feels fossy to me, you know, it feels more like open source kind of, uh, I don't know. It's got that Craigslist feel to it, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a much better website, I think. I mean, it is, there's all the ads on either side. Sure. But in terms of, um, it's really easy to create an account and then you can start posting things. I made a strain called Thermite. I made a strain um, on there. What else did I put on there? 13? No. Which one? I don't know. There's only four that I've listed, but I've, I've got in my Cabbage Paps uh, Instagram, I've got uh, three or four different lists of different strains that I've made. It's fun. It's my happy place to be in the garden. That sounds ideal. Just you
3: pop seeds and watch them grow and, and just really enjoyable. It's very pleasant. I really love when I get a nice new strain of weed. What I'll do is I'll roll a joint and then I'll just like dry hit it first. Like without even lighting it, I'll just hit the joint, unlit just for a nice taste of like the whole flavor profile of what's oh, going on. Oh yeah.
0: Just let the air pass over it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just, it's like uh fill your lungs with the sweetness of the,
3: and the terpene mix. This stuff, it definitely has that Jack hair kick and some kind of a citrusy note to it. And, mm. um, I don't know. It reminds me a little bit of like the diesels and the cushions and, oh, it was just so like flavorful. So flavorful. um, and i hate i hate that outdoor gets a bad rap or like a a poor reputation because some great bud can be uh, grown outdoors and and the yield potential is always i think so much higher i think plants that are planted in the ground and are grown in the
0: sun even if you can't get that uh you know 1000 watt um light kind of uh Intense, you don't get that same looking bud that you get from an indoor plant, sure, but uh, I, I, I still think that it's a much more enjoyable thing the closer you get to the natural
3: process. So, do you do any like testing on levels like THC percentage or anything like that? It's, it's something
0: I always say I'm gonna do, and then I don't, yeah, um, I don't, I feel that very, <laughs> very deeply. <laughs> i got a lot I mean of i look at the tests every year or like i look at the uh, different testing places you can send things to and i'm like yeah maybe i'm flush enough i could spend a few hundred bucks and get them then i never do yep i have a plan to build a bug tent so i can keep the bugs out of my weed though
3: i know a that guy I'd uh a couple hours a couple hours south of here who does the testing so if i ever needed it i know i'd just like drive to him to do it but what does he charge I don't know. Like, I could probably just... And then not what does he test works. for? That I also don't know. I've never deep-dived, but... it's a friend I, of yours. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah in the activism circles. Uh, it's been ages since I talked to the guy, actually, but I know I could find him and look him up and be like, hey, man.
0: Uh, there are home home tests you can get where you. I think you have, like, a little uh, tube you put a little sample in with maybe a little alcohol or something and it breaks it down and then you pour it out on like a card and these different lines grow and indicate like whether you have like THC or CBG or CBD, you know? Um, And then I'm like, yeah, I'll get that. And then I never, I don't, I just like smoke it. I'm like, Oh, this is nice.
3: Yeah. It's like, Oh, it works. That's all you need. Right. (laughs) Once it starts working, then you're good.
0: Once that's also just a, you, I've got the Zipolite Oaxacan strain that I got from a pretty famous breeder named uh, Bodie. Plant more seeds. Bodie, I've heard of. And um, he just did a deal with Burner, the cookies guy. Mm-hmm. That's, people are talking about that. Ooh, interesting. Um, a collab. You pay, a collab? I, I, yeah. Do you, I mean, are you, do you nerd out on weed uh,
3: industry stuff? It's been so, like, I used to really be, uh, like, I used to have a subscription to High Times and I used to, like, travel to the national stuff a lot more than I do now. I was always from the activism angle. So I was never, like, it's like normal, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, like, I was the president of, uh, MU normal until I dropped out and I couldn't be president anymore. And then we started uh, mid-Missouri normal for the townies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was vice president of that for a while. Um, How is it working in your state? What's going on there? We just legalized recreationally mm-hmm. in this last uh, election. So like last week, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. yep. whatever. Um,
1: we had medical pass in 2018. Yep. And this is the same group, new approach. Um, that passed the recreational and uh, the initiative. It was like it's a constitutional amendment, so it recriminalized some things and put that into the state constitution, which really rubbed me the wrong way. Mm. And it's like,
3: like the the possession limits and the weight limits and everything that you can have is now all all of those like laws and penalties are enshrined in the state constitution. So wow. it's it's going to be yeah. really tough to like change or expand or get rid of those. But, uh, as we like to say, it's a...
2: It's a step in the right direction, after all.
3: After <laughs>
1: all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right
2: direction, after all.
1: And with the licensing, all of the current medical dispensaries have a shot at getting a recreational license, but they're not opening it up to other entities until like 2026 or something
0: oh okay Um, so there's already medical there and you've got dispensaries yeah yes oh okay and what's the process like to get a a medical
3: recommendation there is it difficult
0: is it easy
3: it's easy if you want one you get one essentially you call a guy get a card get in a database and right can buy your stuff renew it once a year like california i think it's it might I think be every, it's every year, yeah. but it might be every two. I can't remember.
2: Yeah, I pay, don't have, I don't
3: have you, a card. Yeah, <laughs> it seems really important to you guys. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like. I don't have any firsthand knowledge of how it works, but uh, it's okay. So then you still have an active gray and black market. Oh yeah, Absolutely. definitely. And I, I don't think that will change probably. Uh, just in places in general, I don't know. To,
1: um, sorry, I just have to get this out, how mad I still am that in this new recreational thing that they passed, they said, oh yeah, we have home grow. And then you read, and it's like, you have to apply for a license to grow at home. <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> That's so lame.
1: Do I have to apply for a license to grow garlic in my backyard? No. <laughs> it just, uh, it, is, it makes me so mad. The licensure for no,
0: home grow and, is Yeah, then stupid. you're just like, they're just on your thing like you're asking permission to do something yeah exactly and then if what if you but what i mean in theory let's say if you wanted to maybe uh put a light in your basement and grow a couple of plants would what do you what are you risking
3: i i'm not really sure to be honest i mean
1: fines and jail time there's some light jail time written into the constitution now with these things oh
3: with unlicensed yeah
1: yeah if you're unlicensed
3: It's so funny too, like the, how you would have to do it. So if you were to do it, you have to have a room that's a certain size or less. You have to have no windows on the room. You can't have it, you know, be seen.
1: It has to be locked.
3: The door has has to be in a locked room. There's just all these like stipulations that are just, they don't do anything. You know, it's just like. uh, Yeah, it
0: sets up. It sets know. up a system where they can, you know, give you more tickets.
3: Exactly. Yep. And extract yeah. more money from you. More ways to get fucked.
0: Exactly. Um,
3: unless you go to their guys and their, like, approved cartel and work with that, you know, with, with that group. Then you're good. Then you're cool.
0: Which is also, too, like, uh, hey, look, everybody loves weed. Let's make it so this license thing that we can charge a lot of taxes. We'll make all this tax money. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't think people care as much
3: now. It, I think it, it's sales true. at the re- it's like, uh, at the
0: rec stores, I think, is going down, and the price just is going down. And yeah, prices are going way down. There's no more three thousand dollar pounds. That's for sure. So crazy! It's like seven, eight hundred bucks probably for a pound of weed. From,
3: from yeah, I remember something. like thirty-five, six, seven. By the time it made it out here, you know, like. <laughs>
0: And then what what about the weed that you guys get there then? What do you what are you getting is it coming from out of town, is somebody growing it indoors? What's the story on that? It's
3: just always different. Um it's funny because since I start uh since having kids, I just like don't smoke it nearly as often as I used to. Anyway, so like the usage and the like the weight it's gone like way drastically down anyway. It's kind of one of those here and there things. I mean, Mm -hmm. because back in the day when we first met, it was just like all day, every day. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. I've also cut back a fair amount myself. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's just kind of one of the, it's not like a positive or negative or, I don't know, it's just one of those, this is how life goes kind of things, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I could could say the same thing about beers and whiskey too, you know?
0: (laughs) I mean, you don't want to be drinking a ton when you have kids either. Right.
3: Yeah, it's just impractical, you know. Like, there's other things I have to do instead of that now. I guess is the exactly. is the way to put it. Um, but yeah, uh, we're kind of blessed enough uh, in value for value sense that like sometimes there will be a meetup, or sometimes there will be a uh, someone just coming through town, and there's like, oh yeah, and here's this. We love you every once in a while. There's a little jar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's like being a girl. <laughs> it's just weed just shows up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is oh, he I getting don't, at? I don't
0: have to pay for weed. What's it like to be a
3: girl? <laughs> 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 I, only you know like <laughs> I only know kind of. I only know kind of. I still can't play with my own boobies, which I think would be fucking phenomenal. You but, can. Well. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Especially during this time of year. This is my like hibernate a lot and eat too much food. Um, Have you guys got snow yet? No, not yet. Does it snow actually, there a lot? Actually,
1: did did something happen? I feel like it We had flurries overnight but they I, didn't stick.
3: Yeah, flurry and flakes. It snows. Oh, okay. It does everything here. But not only for I've like, never been there. Really? Here it does everything for three days at a time. Max. Oh, okay. And so if it snows, then it snows, like, fucking a foot and a half, and then it'll be gone, and, like, you know, four days later, it'll be, like, fifty 58 outside, and everything's soaking wet. And you're like, what the fuck?
0: never rains here, hardly. And then um, on Thanksgiving, it was 80.
3: Oh, yeah. Whoa. Sunny,
0: blue skies. The old
3: SoCal thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I skipped on uh, the western Washington State... Um, about 23 years ago. and I was over it with the gray and the rain. Oh,
3: there's a hell of a lot of rain up there. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's green and lush, but you pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even Portland area is like more laid back in terms of weather. Although it's still pretty rainy. It's not like uh, Seattle is just redonkulous. Totally, yeah. Born near
0: Seattle, raised near Portland. So I kind of dealt with both. And I lived on the east side of the state of Washington, too, and Um, The witch is dry and cold And you know You get more north You get four seasons
3: Yeah I did uh, Or I had A great aunt and uncle Who lived in Federal Way So I Mm -hmm. visited them When I was little And we saw Seattle And all that area Climb Mount Rainier
0: Oh very nice
3: Uh, That's a great national park It's really pretty Yeah it was beautiful And we like You summited Did you summit Mount Rainier Not not all the way to the top okay But all the way to where There was snow and shit You know yeah, you go up to the lodge and all that. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's very pretty. And then uh Portland, we've been to a number of times. The first time I ever went was for a normal conference actually. In 2009 the National Normal Conference was out there. Now, they had a place in Oregon that actually was the original inf- inspiration for what bowl after bowl is like supposed to be or will eventually be or whatever, like the original n- name and dream. Out there in Portland, they had this place called the Cannabis Cafe, and it was medical oh. at the time. Okay. And the Cannabis Cafe was basically just a weed bar. Nice. But the deal was there was a cover, and it was patients only, members only. Okay. So you'd go pay the cover at the door, Uh huh. and then all the weed was just passed around. It was like, you don't pay for weed. You just smoke the weed, and they have a fuckload of weed. A lot of it was, like, donated by local growers, lots and lots of trim, like, nice trim, you know, and things like that. Cool. Uh, also, like, buds, too, but, like, it just, I was only, fuck it, I was, like, 19, and it just blew me away completely. I was, like, I uh, there was a guy doing a, gravi- like, just loading up gravity bongs and getting nice. people to wreck themselves on them there was another guy behind the bar and what he was doing was just, he kept filling up bags of volcanoes over and over again and okay. clipping the mouthpiece on them and just passing them down the bar. Then people were hitting them, you know? Uh, I never went, I
0: never went to that one, but I went to the one in BC, the Mark, it's like Mark Emery's place Yeah, in yeah. BC. And basically there's a guy downstairs with like a bunch of weed in his underwear that you buy for <laughs> five bucks. You get like a tiny little ball of weed for $5. we bought like four of those and went upstairs and then we had the volcano and everything. And then there was a spot in San Francisco I went to in like 2015 or so that was called Spark. And that was kind of like a weed bar too. I think you had to have your medical or maybe they might've just let us all in. I don't know. It was kind of loosey goosey.
3: Yeah. That's what they did for us because we were just at the conference. So it was like, we still paid the $5. It was a $5 cover. That's it. So, like, we get we gave them our five bucks, and we were, like, wink-nudge members, you know, for the... Th- well, it ended up being four nights, that so we went out there because we missed our flight back. Perfect. that's <laughs> Unfortunately, right. yeah, we had to spend an extra night at the cannabis cafe. It was horrible. <laughs> uh, How did you miss your flight? Did you late to the airport or what? stuck in traffic? So, we missed our flight. Stoned? Not because we were stoned. Uh, mind-bogglingly. It was... We were in Portland, right, and... Uh, it was me I was vice president at the time And this chick was the president of normal She was like the sorority chick uh, Like Just the absolute type That you would exp- uh, Kind of like the stereotypical Stereotypical sorority chick Anyway We wake up at the last day We gotta leave uh, It was me and um, A guy I had met out there Who was from KC normal At the time Okay And then us two students and she was like, "Before we leave, I gotta go to some place. I gotta go somewhere." We were like, "Okay, whatever. She wouldn't tell us where it was, and she made us like get on the public transit and ride the tram or whatever it is the the rail Brand, they have like yeah, a yeah. free Max, Max train Yeah, yeah, they have like a free system if you stay within a certain spot, yes, I think downtown, you can pay core. yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. and you can pay to go even further. But she, like, had her heart and mind set on this, like, going to this one stop on the thing. We were like, all right, whatever. And we finally get there, and it's this, like, cruelty-free, hoofy-doofy makeup place. And she just, like, wants to go to this certain makeup spot to get makeup. And um, so we waited and drank Bloody Mary's at a bar across the street waiting for her to do, like... She spent, like, I don't know, 40 minutes in that place minimum when well, she was finally done we rode the train back to the airport and missed her flight cuz <laughs> so she was fucking with the makeup store so you left her there and then tried to make it to the airport and missed no uh we had to oh. we waited for her to be done shopping in that makeup store like we went with her you know so you guys were
0: downtown and then you're taking the train to the airport yep. so you're going through the east side of portland mm-hmm. and then she had to get off somewhere and go to a makeup shop
3: yeah spend some time and money, some quality time and money. Yeah, well, there's lots sense. of
0: great bars, lots of great restaurants in Portland. I mean, it, uh, Portland's a wonderful city. I spent a lot of time there in my youth and it's, 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 it's full of weirdness. I was just going down like a nineties, uh, music rabbit hole of yesterday bands that I was really into in the early nineties in Portland. So that was fun. good, good nostalgia. Yeah. Hazel, the band Hazel saw them several times and I was watching a video about the, uh, They had their own dancer. It was like a female drummer, and then male bassist and guitarist. And then they had this guy who looked homeless, named Fred Nemo, who was their dancer. And he'd be on stage. He just he'd balance a water um, pitcher on his head. He'd wear a dress. He'd flail (laughs) around. He'd throw himself down. He'd balance on a chair and fall. It was like he would, and a lot of times it was just like improvisational sort of crazy dance so it was a really fun show and they were very jangly you know driving
3: garage music nice good times
0: good times good Good memories
3: yeah i always was drawn more to the coast than portland because i've driven up and down the coast to places like seaside and oh yeah um fuck that is some of the most beautiful beaches and oceans Oh, oh, yeah! When I
0: was a kid, I went there so many times, bored to tears with my parents, <laughs> me and my folks. I'm like, Ugh, "It's raining, it's cold, and I'm with my parents." Ah, oh, parents Ugh. are a drag. <laughs> but the coast—I mean, it, it, it was isolated beaches. There was never anybody there.
3: Yeah, it e- was cool. Even uh, California—if you go to the C- seaside—is like I don't know what I would guess is the one of the more tourist trappy. It's the number one beach. Definitely. That and cannon
0: beach or seaside is like the number one spot you'd go.
3: Yeah. And even that is like, still people are spread out. Like there's a lot of people at that beach. It's always, you know, there's always people there from fucking everywhere, but there's so much beach. Like it goes out for fucking ever. Yeah. And it's all smooth sand. There's no like rocks. You're not like watching where you step. You can like sprint anywhere on the beach. That's how smooth it is. It's crazy. My parents would always go
0: to Lincoln City. It was always the Lincoln City. And then we'd go to this one little totally isolated beach, the Tierra del Mar. That was just, there was never anybody there. Nice. So pretty. I mean, I have fond memories of it now. And the forests too. I mean, the forests are just off the hook. They're so good. So thick and rich. And they've got the uh, psychedelic mushrooms growing everywhere. Oh, yeah. Have you ever got the uh, Liberty caps? Gotta be there at the right moment in November before it freezes.
3: I've not. I've heard. I've heard the phrase "Liberty Caps," but like I've heard of people reference them. Is it just uh, a certain place <laughs> and time that they that they pop up? Well, they are.
0: Are I, uh, that was just the, my first exposure to um, psychedelic mushrooms was Liberty Caps. It was before people were really growing them themselves, and um, my brother got me some. And it was incredibly intense. I mean, it was just really, really strong. And they're like a uh, psilocybe I think is what it's called. They're a little brown mushroom with kind of a, um, a clear viscous cap. You can like open it up. I found them once in the wild um, in uh, another beach town called um, Manzanita. I found them in Manzanita in Oregon once. Nice. But basically, when the rains start in the fall, but before there's the first frost, there's this window, like late October, early November, where the Liberty Caps will come up in all the in all the pastures.
3: Gotcha. Yeah, for, uh, for us, it's... The only mushrooms we look for are pretty much uh, morels. You have those around you? Yeah, morels are a huge deal here. Oh, nice. Um, they must be delicious. They're pretty tasty. And the... What's nice is they're like easy to find when you find them. They like if you find one, there's usually a bunch of them. But uh, yeah, they don't, they only happen like a week to 10 days or something. Like once people are posting pictures of them, it's probably like almost too late. <laughs> you got to get your ass Yeah, out they
0: there. come and go quick, right? Yeah. They probably yeah. fall over and turn back into dirt pretty fast. And
3: they actually move north like as the season. So guys that are really crazy about it will start in Arkansas and then go all the way up to like Mid to northern Iowa Just following them uh, As they pop Like following the dead Yeah exactly <laughs> go, fish <laughs> Go on the morel mushroom tour That's exactly <laughs> it man Uh, I think that we have a voicemail and the voicemail on If you'd like to hear it If anybody else by the way Has a question Or comment Or rude remark You can leave it at 816-607-3663 Just like this caller did here I hope they did I think it's playing Caller Oh boy That was like uh,
1: Was it a butt dial? It's
3: a big letdown.
1: down Aw
3: Caller I don't Aww. think It went through Did you have yourself Muted Caller? It definitely is So Caller You muted yourself And I'm sorry about that For the 41 seconds That you were on the phone With us But this one did come through Okay are we ready To have a voicemail?
2: Roll it Oh hey 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 Good evening In the bowl Hi there Welcome, Cabbage Pats. Uh, thanks for coming. So it was tough to find a place to call. You guys are um, everything. You're talking about is so intriguing and interesting. And um, yeah, this is this is awesome that you create that you created a strain and named it uh, after Adam Curry, <laughs> and sent generously sent some to uh, the wolves. Yeah, thank you, because then we get to hear about their experience, and they are very experienced. They have expertise, <laughs> and speaking of your expertise as a grower, what you have developed uh, and cultivated over time, a couple questions here for you, simple ones, but um curious to know, how young were you when you first started growing? I know maybe seemingly irrelevant, but just uh, humor me. How young were you when you first started growing, and did you start growing outside or um, indoors? Secondly, and uh, uh thank you for taking these questions. Secondly, what are your thoughts on or experience with growing cannabis in a hothouse? Um, I haven't really read up on this, but I often think about that. Um, also, hydroponically grown cannabis, I think about. You know, wondering what that's. I I prefer to get these answers from real growers instead of doing my homework like I should online, (laughs) right? But it's so much better coming from people who have the real experience and that I get to ask direct questions to. So thanks. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on and grow on. (sighs) This is amazing. I hope we all get to try this strain and any other strains you create more power to you more can of power to you <laughs> okay thanks uh take
3: care bye bye thank hey. you quirk s. nice
0: well, we, so we don't know who that is right that's quirk s obviously
3: that's oh. a friend of ours yeah well friend oh, of the quirk
0: s oh hey quirk s nice excellent that's great questions um uh let's see i think the first one was how old am i well old i guess I'm. i'm a gen xer okay and I sprouted seeds when I was a teenager back in the '80s, but I didn't grow like grow them out um, to to see the full expression because I just didn't have the situation. And I mean, definitely, like the legality was an issue back then for me. Sure. And so I've been growing for the past um, seven or eight years now here in the backyard, and I'm only growing outdoors but I do keep my male plants since males tend to just like, they'll just, the wind will carry their pollen everywhere and pollinate every female flower that the pollen can find. And it's fine like dust and it's mm-hmm. like breathing powdered glass. If you ever don't have a mask on there, that's when a mask
3: is actually used.
0: Oh, right You're dealing with male plants or dusty situations.
3: Yeah. Um, I, 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 I always used one in the, in the before times when I mowed the lawn, cause I have just like, A bitch and grass allergy, you know?
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, me too.
3: Yeah, mowing the lawn. I didn't back in
0: the day when I was a kid. I mean, do do we even have masks back then? I would just get the allergy and just. (laughs)
3: I'd bandanas too sometimes, like a band. Um, and then, uh,
0: yeah, bandanas. Forget (laughs) about it. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, growing in a greenhouse, I, or if you mean by hothouse, you mean a greenhouse. Then I do keep my male plants in a in a greenhouse room that's got a greenhouse roof. Gotcha. So they're separated from the female plants, and then I'll collect the pollen um, directly into like a film canister or a cup or some sort of little thing uh, that I can contain it, and I paint paintbrush pollinate uh, select buds to make my crosses.
3: Gotcha. How, um, how many have you come up with over the time? I think I've probably got 40 or 50
0: different ones that I've done in the past six, five, six years. Gotcha. And That's, it's just like, kind of just feel the vibe of the plant and decide like, I want to work with this. I don't want to work with this. Sure. Or sure. make a line breed where you have a male of the same strain as the female and make a bunch more seeds of that one specific strain. With... um. I had a guy come and work on the fences. He used to be a neighbor of ours and he would buy a pound of weed from Garberville, which is up on North coast of California every year. And he said, this is OG. And he's like, I don't like original gangsters. So I call it the old girl. It's an old girl from Garberville. And that pound of weed had eight seeds in it. And so I grew, he gave me the seeds and I grew them out and uh, was able to make a continuation of that line. So that's one of them. If, 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 I, 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 the only place I've really posted stuff is on Instagram so I don't know if anybody's using Instagram but gotcha,
3: I still have one I get on every once in a while a great well, while a, <laughs> a, <laughs> I just hit it the other day after months but sometimes I'll go to the individual pages like I think that's where I saw um, the glass artist Choluli? Uh, the one that sent uh, no nah, now I can't uh,
1: Dame oh, Black uh,
3: same Black loca. that's it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's recently sent a couple bongs to the dudes that do the uh, uh, two-hour folk hour, Fletcher and Pfeiffer, bef- on Sunday mornings before NA. It's like the Sunday morning live stream. I don't know how much you listen to the live stream at all. I listen
0: to the show on the live stream usually. Yeah. Um, I, But I pretty much have like an alarm set. So right when the show starts is like when I start listening. Yeah,
3: that makes sense. Um, there's like I haven't listened cool. to Yesterday's yet. Yeah, I missed that as well. I forgot it was Thursday all day. I like I knew it was Thanksgiving, but I also forgot the implications of like what Thursday is.
0: I turned it on, and Adam was saying, "What you want to switch from COVID to Turkey?" And I was <laughs> like, "Okay, I'm definitely going to listen to this later, not right now." I, I was like, "Let's make a, a Bloody Mary and enjoy Thanksgiving." There you go.
3: <laughs> I think they did it an hour earlier than usual, too. Yeah, yesterday. they did start. They started early. And I miss
0: the beginning. So if I miss the beginning, it fucks it all up for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree.
3: That makes sense. got to get into it just right. You have to be like led exactly. into I wanna it. I want
0: to hear those end of show mixes. I want to hear the choir sing or oh, the fat lady. I need all of it. Yeah,
3: absolutely. It's the whole ritual.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Cinco my Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it.
3: <laughs> so have you always listened live uh, since finding an A or did you? No, no. I, I was listening just in um,
0: a podcast catcher. I use uh podcast addict. I yeah. was on Stitcher for a long time, but he's podcast addict. Um, I love podcasts. And addict. now actually, yeah, I'm listening, using podcast addict and just listening to the radio, the no agenda radio stream through podcast addict. I was going to the, just using the browser, going to the.
3: Yeah, that's what show, I usually do.
0: And listen to it that way directly. Just have the
3: raw MP3 up playing. Just, yeah. It's the way to go. Um, but no, I, didn't, I haven't
0: listened to yesterday's yet.
3: I didn't know you could pull the live up in Podcast Attic. That's actually pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, there's like a radio station section that I've added.
3: Oh, tight. The no
0: agenda radio to, and the No agenda stream is also an option
3: there. I'll have to dig deeper into that. Which, Which apps do you use? For I podcasting? use all kinds of them. I do use Podcast Addict as like my main catching up on podcast driver. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel it's i've I find it's more convenient to listen to po- on like Podcast Addict or some of the old podcasting one point uh, podcatchers, and then boost from the newer ones. It's just I don't know what they have figured out, but something about like. Especially when you're playing in a car, because most of the time I'm listening from my car. Um, oh, really?
0: Okay, yeah. I'm walking around. I'm gardening. I I washed windows for a long time. I oh, quit nice. recently, but I did. I was a residential window washer for years and years, and so that was like you know you're by. I was always by myself. I rarely had employees working with me. So you kind of get started and you're on your own. I would just listen to podcasts all day, and I kind of morphed, you know, from like comedy. Podcasts, now more like news and conspiracy stuff. I yeah. think going through the uh, Trump era and then going through the COVID situation, you know, that like got back into Twitter, um, which I'd had a tw- I've would had had a Twitter for a long, not as Cabbage Paps, but as my, you know, alter ego, my real person self. Oh, yeah. I've had a Twitter for a long time. I've been on all the social medias, I'm proud to say,
3: Friendster, MySpace. <laughs> nice. Zang, did you have a Zanga back in the day? I never had a Zanga. Huh? Uh, was that good? Zanga was like this uh, emo blog that you would keep. Um,
1: oh, I was over on live journal.
3: live
0: journal. Live Journal? Okay, all right. I mean, I would read Live Journals, but I didn't, I didn't never have one. I was on Friendster, then MySpace, and got on Facebook, then left Facebook, and came back to Facebook. Wait, oh. We
3: were on Facebook, right? When you could get on that thing, man. It was like at first, when I was in high school, it was, you had to have a college email address. Right. Yes. And then all of a sudden they opened it up to like everybody in high schools too. So you could find you like back then you had to find your network in order to join. So like there was a network for my high school, you know?
0: Yes. I remember those days as well. Fucking weird thinking back about
3: it. And you'd only be able to, I think, see people that were also in your network or that you were directly friends with. Um, Yeah. God damn. That was forever ago. It's like 2005 and six exactly yeah
1: getting back to podcast players podverse pretty awesome podverse,
3: podverse good see podverse i want to use in the car um they just did an android auto thing but our car doesn't have android auto and the next one will that we're about to get so i think that i'm going to switch over to well, i'm going to give it a shot you know in the in the new car i'm excited for that but that that's a app you can boost from so if they have so like podverse? a podverse uh yes sir podverse so if they have a heads up display boost button like on the card that you could tap that would be fucking sick and would that be like a qr code or what is it so most of these apps they just have a wallet that's built in and so you can just tap in there and say you know fill your wallet and scan a qr code from there to send it in and then once it's in the app you can just boost shows and send like messages uh that's how it works on fountain on Podverse, on Curiocaster on, I don't know, all of them. Here I go again, so trying I, to list. Yeah, I
0: guess I've got I got to fill my Albi with some money. I've got like a couple of, um, I've got a Bitcoin, I've got a Coinbase and a BitPay wallet with okay. a little bit of Bitcoin in it. Um, I haven't bought anything in a while, and I was super obsessed with it for a while in 2016 and 2017 when it was super cheap. Yeah. I was using it to... The only reason I got Bitcoin was so I could order some, uh, I get like deals on seeds yes. and stuff from the Netherlands. So actually <laughs> the first time I bought Bitcoin,
3: it was 400 bucks. Yep. I'm in the exact same boat actually. <laughs> it dipped and, below 420 and I was like, ooh, uh-huh. This is funny. <laughs> and I wanted to be able to do D-gen, uh poker gambling. Oh, nice. That's fun. And then later I found that, yeah, there's like discounts on seeds and weird shit if you use Bitcoin. Uh, Yeah, I
0: bought all this stuff to like, uh, I bought from, uh, what's it called? Um, um, Guyana.nl. Okay. Which is uh, like a store in the Netherlands that you could buy um, mimosa hostilis root bark from. Whoa. Because it makes a really beautiful purple dye. Yeah. And it shows up as, as a reptile bedding. Oh, very huh. cool. No, but it doesn't, uh, you can also extract, um, uh, can we talk about this? I guess it's yeah. from DMT. You yeah. can extract DMT from it. So this yeah. was the whole point was to make some DMT. So the That first, was awesome. I uh, mean, I had some, I definitely had some, some of those little meth pipe blasts into the other world multiple times.
3: We had a guy uh, who lived in the same apartment complex as us who did that. Um, nice. He got, so the first time I ever saw somebody try to do it, I worked at a grocery store when I was in high school, and this other, there was like a a couple of DGens who were dating who worked at the grocery store for a little while, like, they were just town hoppers, so they were in my town for like, I don't know, almost a year, maybe like nine or ten months. And he tried to do that whole DMT thing, and he got the mimosa bark in the mail, but he got like the bark. Uh-huh. It was like was it you it wasn't had shredded like, or anything. No, it wasn't shredded or ground up or anything. So he was like running it through a fucking blender. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I think he broke like three blenders just running this <laughs> tree bark <laughs> through it. <laughs> I don't think he ever, he busted, he made it out of town before. He had to like leave town.
0: So he didn't, he didn't get the, uh, didn't get some drain cleaner and some lighter fluid and finish the process.
3: Mm, I don't think so. No. But it's basic my basic chemistry. My buddies out uh, in our apartment complex did when I was in college. They oh, okay. did the whole so thing, and it. they got a powdered version of the bark, which is the there way to go. Ooh, like, get it yes. pre powdered. <laughs> I got the shredded. Okay, but nice. it totally
0: worked. Yeah,
3: once you extract it, that's it, uh, extracted. Yeah, that's all you got to do. You got your solvent. Yeah. You got your shit. Uh,
0: exactly. You start with some drain cleaner and water. You put the bark in there. It turns like a reddish brown color, and then you throw some lighter mm-hmm. fluid in, and all the, all the spice, you're on DMT Nexus. <laughs> spice goes into the solvent, and you, you can uh, pull off the solvent and put it in a little glass jar and stick it in the freezer, and some crystals will grow in it. Yep, yeah, it's
3: really fascinating actually to watch that whole it process. Yeah, Those guys used they had a uh, like a freezer that was just an extra freezer. Because it like made everything smell like uh, I don't know chemically, you know. They use naphtha to do it, so that was part of it too. Yeah, everything yeah, just t- smelled like naphtha. Little little
0: Ronsal lighter fluid. Just yeah. try, just
3: pull the cap off with a, with a pair
0: of pliers. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: fuck, no doubt.
0: <clears throat> but I got some nasty uh, asthma attacks a few times from smoking that stuff, and so mm. I haven't done it in a while.
3: I've only tried it a couple times, but probably like maybe three. It's been a very long oh, time. Oh, yeah?
0: Did you yeah. break through? You you
3: saw uh, the machine whatever elves? Whatever it is, yeah. Machine elves I'm not so sure about, no. I never really okay. saw any machine elves. Um, it, It's similar to salvia, I would say, only more like- Salvia's a little digitally or somehow. Yeah. I don't know. It's the same kind of weird difference between mushrooms and uh, acid, you know?
0: Well, DMT and Salvia, the similarities that I experienced were that those are the, the two psychedelics where I took them and I would like completely became dispossessed or like completely left my body and yeah, was in just like, like another just universe like like somewhere else. Mushrooms, right? I never forgot who I was ever. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you can say it's ego death, but I'm not buying it totally. Yeah. Even though when you're like super, super high on a lot of mushrooms, I was like, I'm still me here on planet Earth.
3: Yes. I had some uh, times on acid like that though where it's like I don't know I had this one experience on acid where like I left my body or something and then I was just like a bunch of people all over like time and space where like I would show up in some as someone else in a position to be able to like save a stranger's life Uh, like someone was like about to get hit by a car and I would just be somebody else on a sidewalk and I like pulled them back from the car. Wow. Uh, different shit like this. Like, and so then I would like hop into a different time in the person I just saved body and then do it again. And then the person I just saved at a different times body and do it again, like f- seven or eight hops until I hopped back to where I had been, but I wasn't me or I didn't think I was. And I was like, let's get out of here. Let's leave Spencer behind, man. Like we got to get out of here. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was really I've never weird. had
0: anything like that on acid. It was, it was pretty weird. Is that paper one. or liquid or mm-hmm. what is that?
3: Uh, paper. When I uh, when acid I saw for it. me
0: has always been like, oh, my stomach hurts. I'm grinding my jaw. This isn't fun. I feel weird, but mm. this is not. This is not like, oh, okay, I'm having a psychedelic experience, which I still will always experience with mushrooms. Mushrooms. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't get. Maybe I got that. I, I, end Bohm I 95 or what it was called.
3: Oh, sure. Two I, different uh, T2I or African Research Games. I think, I think I'm naming like old computers or something. <laughs> two C A through G or whatever yeah. they are. <laughs> Pentium. <laughs> uh no, I, I had always seen it. It's paper or I, I saw liquid a couple of times. It feels like another lifetime, you know. <laughs> they could totally. To it. It's funny. That's funny. It's but salvia
0: yeah. for me, the first time I smoked it, I felt like I was a flap on a wheel. Of fabric, you know, clicking, being pinched and forced through time. Okay, and then another time, I took it, I smoked it, and then I felt like I was the wood in a grand piano. Okay, I was trapped in the wood in a grand piano, and someone was just like banging like a octave, (laughs) and I could like hear my mom on my shoulder being like, "It's
3: okay, we're here with you, Chris. All good, it's all good, it's all good." Damn, that's what's interesting. The mushrooms never worked for me the first time, and then the second time they did. And I've met a lot of people who needed the second time. I have just never really tracked down like what's up with that or why. Because like, like in my case, it was the exact same source uh, and and bag that didn't work oh, the really? first time and did the second time. Yeah, it's not like uh, oh, that was were just bad ones, you know. <laughs> so weird.
1: Yeah, my first time didn't work either, but. I had bought mushroom chocolates, and I was like, eh, maybe. Yeah, a- it depends on how they're
3: <laughs> I made, I suppose. How hot they get when they're made. That sort of a thing. Happen- they're
1: interesting.
0: They're interesting. I'm less and less into psychedelics. I'm even like smoking less pot lately. It's just
3: such a commitment, you know? And I feel is, like yeah. the more times that you go down that rabbit hole, like the fewer revelations there are. It's like none of this is new anymore, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, I saw kind that of- again kind of a thing at least in my experience and i don't know if there was like a time and a place and an alignment where it was all like it made sense you know then maybe but it's just so impractical currently <laughs> <laughs> which is all right you know it is what it is man. i funny. i really uh i really am like grateful for all of those like experiences you know i think they were some of the more important ones of my uh late coming of age that happens in our society, I feel like we all like kind of grow up once late. you have that
0: you have that uh feeling of oneness with everything or where there's like very like uh there's no separation there's the duality thing kind of falls off. I think it's a great revelation, and I think it really does lead to some sort of uh um oh, they're fucking with us for sure <laughs> like, oh, I see the lies. I know what the hell's going on. I'm not an idiot,
3: oh boy.
0: But I think I felt that, maybe I felt that just like, you know, even as a small child, and I was like, hey, mom, check at this. And she kind of gave me the fake, like, oh. And you're like, oh, you're not that excited about what I'm telling you right now. I can tell <laughs> you. Maybe, it. It maybe I was keen on that kind of stuff now, back then.
3: Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. It I've um,
0: had some the, good times on mushrooms, though. Yes, yes, indeed. And weed as well.
3: I always find people who are like tripping either like the mushroom side more or like the acid side more. Cause I always like the LSD side and Lauren was always a mushrooms person.
0: I wanted the LSD to work for me. I just have never had a really good LSD experience and I've only had a couple of good MDMA experiences. Most of them were duds. Oh really? Just like it, this isn't like, um, there's only been a few times where I fizzed out, like really got all super lovey and touchy and stuff. (laughs) And, other times it's just like, oh, I feel terrible, I'm, you know, what is this, like something, some sort of meth, some sort of gross shit, sure. shit and
3: beyond. It's so situational, too, I feel like, with a lot of these things, you know, like, there has to be a, a, a good alignment of, like, the good, clean drug with the right environment. Totally. And it's, um, it's so hard in a prohibition state or prohibition, um time uh, under the government you know to make all of those line up it's like harder to get the pure form of the drug it's harder to know exactly what you're getting it's more dangerous to obtain it and especially
0: lately it feels like oh this isn't even worth it oh no
3: definitely I haven't I haven't messed with that kind of shit for so long Um, because yeah like where do you even start like you have to call a guy I don't even know guys anymore man Like, like I don't know It's a different world. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I just feel old when I think about that kind of shit. (laughs) Oh, it's killing me.
1: Well, another thing I was just thinking about is like on the drive back from the Cannabis Cup in SoCal, you hit Kansas and you can just feel this weight of oppression that comes crashing down. It's just so crazy how culture is so different from state to state.
0: I mean, I guess I experienced that just as being a child. Everywhere the illegal everywhere, and just being paranoid as hell. Like if you had either gotten high or had just the smallest amount in your pocket or in your car or whatever, and you're driving around. Um, but now, to, to 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 yeah, I don't I don't get it. Why are you guys still there? Ah,
3: it's fine now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine now. You got some legislation. What's wild is this, like. It's never been an enormous problem if you know, like, where to go and how to just, you know, be low-key about it. Yeah. Um, A lot of my friends were just so, like, over-the-top, out loud with it. And I was like, you know, I was like, we need to change the law for sure, but, like, currently the law is in place, you know? You gotta uh, at least pretend like you're aware of that, you know? Are people still getting busted for... Possession there? I really don't know the numbers, oh, okay. but um, I probably should try and find out if we can find numbers like that.
1: Yeah, they're not prosecuting possession of weed in like,
3: Kansas City. In Jackson County, they stopped prosecuting simple possession, I want to say four years ago or something. It was like right at the same time we got constitutional carry. All right. I mean, it's it's really weird. Like uh, Missouri is um, pretty, I don't know, liberty-minded when it comes to a lot of things like taxes and uh gun rights and things, but the weed thing has kind of started in the last fifteen years or so okay in, in and the Kansas side the Kansas side is behind us <laughs> for sure. they don't have medical yet they're oh, like okay. the they're the place where if you're working with a um money like cash transport company like <laughs> They'll, high, they'll play Highwayman in Kansas, and the sheriffs will just rob the fucking Brinks truck, essentially. Really? And, and they'll be like, oh, yep. yeah.
1: Yeah, civil asset forfeiture is huge over there.
3: Yeah, what was That's that? What was... That was that one we just read last Tuesday that mm-hmm. they just gave the money back to those guys.
1: Yeah, an Imperial van, which they had been pulled over that company in California also, um, but they got their money back pretty quick. And then Kansas, they just dropped it, so they'll get their money back for their I seventy robbery also.
0: Wait, 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 okay. Wait, are we talking about someone who's transporting weed or are we talking about somebody who's transporting a bunch of cash? They just
1: cash from legal dispensaries in Missouri to places <sighs> in Colorado.
3: Yeah, legal cash. Legal dispensary cash. No weed. Ugh, and so not glorious. all of that money was actually from the dispensaries, just some of it was. Like it's right. a it's a whole truck with several clients, not just dispensaries. Wow! So they did this a few different times. Um, didn't didn't they have a similar situation in California?
1: Yeah, it was the same company too. It was being targeted. Garta Imperial. Or? Imperial Imperial with a Y.
3: Weirdness. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, the the whole law thing is just
1: and it's so gross because they're just robbers in uniform, like on the what dash cam. Like Footage in California, uh, one of the cops is like, oh, this is all you have this time? We got a lot more last time we pulled you over. Wow. It's just like, dude. Brazen. What was
3: the... uh, How did you discover weed itself? What was like the... I always am interested in hearing like the first time you were told about it, because usually we hear about it when we're kids, and it's all this like scary thing don't do for most of us. Uh, And then we actually try like see it in the wild i remember as a small
0: child probably four or five years old being on a hike with my parents um and some other people friends of my parents and we were out like we lived in the middle of washington state up in the mountains and um they were like oh and they were like giggling kind of that there's somebody's <laughs> growing that plant oh yeah and then my brother was uh older than me and uh He's been a troublemaker. He still is. So he introduced me to it. It was mostly through my older brother that I got to know about like rock and roll music and devil's lettuce. And uh, so I I tried it at a pretty young age, um, either as tobacco or as cannabis. I'm not sure because I was so young then. I think I was like seven and they were smoking cigarettes or joints. I'm not quite sure. But then the first time I really got stoned, I was like 14. And uh, I was with my brother and his girlfriend, and I smoked a bunch of the stems, and it worked perfectly. I, th- isn't that weird? Like, when you so first high, starting out, it was so ridiculously high. And I, I didn't even go to the bud,
3: I didn't even know. I just took some of the little stems and put yep. them in a
0: pipe and lit them. And I was like, just
3: so spaced out. It's laughable how little it takes. You could like have the bunkest shit of all time when you're first starting out as a teenager. Yeah. and, and it, Fantastic. Did you ever have like weed hangovers? Like the next day, you're still all zoned out? Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: I, oh, yeah. And it was like quite a variety too. Back in the teenage years, there was, you know, Mexican weed or there's purple kush every once in a while. There was like really strong little sticky buds and mm. sticky green buds or killer green bud, whatever they would call it. Um,
3: yeah, being up there right by, uh, BC, yeah. you get like the first, uh, this is all
0: Portland, Vancouver metro area. Okay, for my for my you know young uh, teenage and early adulthood.
3: See, for, stoner like most life was then. Of, for most of prohibition, the the big traffic has been um, the main you know entry point to the U.S. Has been like uh, British Columbia, Vancouver, in through and down the coast, and then spread out the U.S. And so we'd get like almost the last call but like northeast would get fucked the hardest. <laughs> so you weren't getting stuff from Humboldt and stuff at all. Uh not until like much later. No. Um and when I was actually yeah, in high school it would be just just uh all the stuff from Mexico. That was all you would see. Just totally. fucking brick. BC Bud was like late
0: 90s, mid mid and late 90s was like when BC Bud was huge in the northwest. And prior to that it was either Mexican brick or indoor or there was some, like, we'd get some Southern Oregon stuff. Or not really California, but it'd be, like, indoor. That was nice. And, then, you know, you just have to know the right person who knows the right person. We, we definitely had some good weed in the Northwest, for sure. Good indoor.
3: That's the uh, spoiled and part. lots of
0: Mexican brick. Smashed brown, full of seeds. Sure. Like, sort of got you high the first time you smoked it you're chasing
3: that dragon so hard. Man, we yourself. we fucking smoked the dried leaves of some ditch hemp and we were like baked off of it. Nice. <laughs> like the first month or two that I had been smoking at it all. It's just funny like looking back you really even wonder was it, were we stoned or were we just like convinced we were stoned? Or does it even matter? Like is there a line <laughs> there like <laughs>
0: <laughs> We were grateful. I think we were definitely grateful. I would buy big bags of leaf too because I I could get like a giant bag of leaf for 20 bucks, or I could get a few nugs for 50 or 40.
3: Right. I remember that I was so, like, I'd never even seen real bud. We had all brick, except for sometimes you would get what we called crumble weed, which was just like these really dry mids that would crumble in your fingers. That's why we called it that. It just turned to dust, you know. I got Um, some of that hanging in the drying room. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we thought that was like the best thing you could get hold of. And, uh, I remember always a dime bag was an, an eighth, 10 bucks. Really? uh, Of that swag of that brick. Yeah. Okay. And then when I went to college, like I saw real weed for the first time and I was like, you know, somebody who said that, like an eighth was $60. And I looked at him like they fucking just kicked me in the balls. I was like, what are you fucking talking about? Exactly. Who pays $60 for an eighth? But then they pulled it out and I was like, what the fuck is this?
0: <laughs> <And> <laughs> okay, here's like, my
3: money. Turned the whole room skunky and it just looked beautiful. I was like, whoa, wait, this looks like a plant. <laughs> <laughs> a brick weed looks like, I don't know what, looks like um, hamster food or something.
0: And the funny thing is now is to have the seeds of that brickweed is like more exciting for me to grow in my garden probably than like the, uh, for me, I like weed that's like named after a place usually. Sure. It's like it's Afghani or it's African or it's, um, that's fun for me. And since I'm in Southern California, I can grow some of those longer flowering sativas. I've got some Cambodian and um, Vietnamese that's still flowering in the garden. Nice. That's, have, uh, that's kind of what's
3: interesting for me. You ever do any uh Nojina meetups, by the way? Not yet. Uh-uh. there any in your area?
0: There have been ones within an hour of okay. me, but I have not been, you know, particularly tempted to drive. I mean, I'm a country boy and sure, like, that makes sense. And they're usually like on the outskirts of LA or they're over in like uh I think there's been some up in like Santa Barbara County area, and some on the outskirts of LA that I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm not really in the mood. But I've thought, I mean, I have a buddy, I've got a couple of people I've hit in the mouth, and we ding, ding, ding each other and talk about stuff. So, I've thought about starting a meetup. Are they fun? I should do it?
3: Yeah, totally. It's like, uh, it's the same thing as going to, like, Bitcoin meetups, I think, uh, where there's just, like, this, there's just a pre-filter of people, so it's all people from all these different walks of life or whatever, but they have one thing in common, which is they listen to no agenda. And that's like actually a pretty good quality filter <laughs> to like people to talk to. Um, it's the same with, with Bitcoin, which there's like almost no crossover in the Bitcoin. Between like the, no agenda and Bitcoin yeah. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can imagine. Um, you either like really into one and don't know about the I'm other no, or vice exactly. versa. Exactly. Uh, I think probably more No Agenda people know about Bitcoin than Bitcoin people know about No Agenda, though. I think that's a fair assessment. <laughs> but I would uh, think so, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's just numbers, isn't it? <laughs> that's just math. Uh, but dude, do one, do one close to you. You'd probably be surprised that people show up to it. That's that what could happen. Do. May happen, may happen. Yeah. Uh, I hear you're doing a donation drive promotion. Oh, yeah. Is that still ongoing? What's the details I, of
0: that? Yeah, it was my intention to put it out. When I uh, sent the sample to Adam, I actually included a note, I'm like, which didn't, you know, I was just saying that if uh, I've got a small amount of seeds, I don't have a ton, but I've got a few hundred seeds of the No Agenda F1, the, the initial strain. And what I was thinking is a 11 pack of the seeds, which is sufficient to find a very good cultivar. Um, if someone would donate in my name in the Cabbage Paps name, $111, and then just email Paps at protonmail.com and, uh, say, Hey, I donated in your name. I would send them one of those packs of seeds and I've got like eight or nine or 10 of those 11 packs available. And then I could be a knight and I wouldn't have to
3: do anything if mail seeds to people. Nice. There you go. Bowlers. And I can make my night, my, uh, night round table request. There you go. That's like a another value for value remix. It's such a versatile system, isn't it? I love it. I love it too. I mean, value for value. I've I actually kind of reformed everything
0: I did on, um, my Insta push Instagram, my Insta f- uh, page, yeah. because, uh, I, I just went totally value for value. I was like, I'd actually prefer to trade with you. I don't really care about selling seeds to make money. If you want to send some money, you can set the amount. You tell me how much it's worth to you. And then I usually, you know, because I've got a lot of seeds, I usually send way more than they they ask for. Sure. Um But I don't have a ton. And also I've gotten like to the point where I'm not trying to pollinate an entire plant. I'm just trying to really just create a select few seeds, not too many. Gotcha. I don't gotcha. I don't see a reason to have thousands and thousands of seeds cuz I don't really intend to to like chase this commercially. Right. I'm just really enjoying it as a hobby um and less and less so in terms of actually having once if someone was like hey i want to see your list and i want a bunch of seeds and
3: i'm like oh i gotta package all this right send it out big pain in the butt once it becomes work it's like hey man this was a yeah yeah this was my hobby man
0: i do this but if people want to donate in my name uh 111 or more or whatever i I would send you um uh, i would gladly send you some seeds i'd love to have uh the the seeds spread around. I intend to grow it again next year, nice, because um, I really do like it a lot. I think it's a nice strain. I think it's very heady, very sweet smoke. Um, I think it's worth exploring. See what comes in the in the uh, variations as different um, plants. You know, only uh, I had two of them go this year, and um, one of them got hit with some random male. So I have a ton of like seeds. I don't know what it is, but it was like an Adam Curry female that got hit with some pollen and it's like the whole thing was full of seeds. I don't know what happened, but that's how I grow. That's
3: how it works. Gotcha. Yes. one ten ninety nine. (laughs) 10 99
2: C dubs.
3: Um, do you just pick out like a single nug usually when you pollinate or like a couple of them, just like a couple of like colas or something? How do you usually
0: decide? Yeah. I'll take a lower branch. Usually it's a lower branch. Okay. And um, um, then I'll just uh, I'll isolate it. Oh, yeah. I'm very casual about it lately. I pretty much just take a paintbrush and a little cup with some of the pollen, and I'll just kind of gently try to go so I'm not, like, blowing pollen everywhere. Gotcha. Um, you've seen enough weed plants. You understand, like, the little white hairs or the
3: pistils. And once yeah. the pollen touches that, you get a seed wherever there's the two little pistils. It's like the pollen's the jizz and the the hairs or the, the ovaries. I'm just running the camera. <laughs> there you go. Oh man. Oh, that sounds like fun. So is it's it enjoyable. Like, is it impossible just to like keep it so totally quarantined, or like do you get like some seeds and other nugs, or how does that work out? There definitely is pollen
0: drift. I mean, definitely. If you, I can see it just flying off, and so I always have. You know a a bud that I know I label that that's you know this cross with that, and I gotcha um, but then the, there's always random seeds in places where they don't belong i you'll probably find some seeds in your little jar if you look I should if look you're careful I should look deeper there's probably one or two in there there's there was some sparse because I didn't pollinate the 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 main plant that um I harvested and shared um I didn't intentionally pollinate that, but there were plants around it that I did. Okay. So it has a couple of seeds in it. It Usually they're right by the main stem. um, Like in that first, you know, like weed before it starts to really make flowers and it's just making leaves and stems. Yeah. There'd be like little pre-flowers at the node of right at the main stem. Yeah. So Usually if there's seeds in that stuff, that's where they're going to be on the main stem.
3: Gotcha. Um, I was curious. Is this a is this a photo period or a uh, autoflower?
0: Everything's photo period that I do. Everything okay. is regular. I don't try to make uh, feminized uh, seeds. I understand the process, but uh, and I've grown feminized seeds. How does that work? How don't they even spray them, when you put it. They they take a female plant of a specific strain. and They spray it with uh, colloidal silver. Okay, as it's as it's going into flower. And then it'll uh, pop out a few male flowers and you take that uh, male pollen and you pollinate another plant with that male pollen. And all the seeds that that creates are like 99.9% fem-
3: female. Okay, gotcha. Colloidal silver, kind of voodoo. It's weird that that works.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. It just stresses the plant in just the right way somehow. I, I've read about it, but it's been a while and I don't really
3: remember. Trans seeds, C dubs asks in the chat. You can get Hermes, actually, I've read about Definitely. Um, like, and, like, and you're uh, not guaranteed hundred
0: percent feminization. Sure. I had I grew feminized seeds and got a male plant once.
3: Interesting. Yeah, I've I've read that it's not foolproof, but it's uh high, like high confidence but rate most yeah. 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 Again, it's just numbers. It's not gonna work hundred percent of the time, no matter what. But some plants
0: are hermy. They're like the uh, the Thai, the riff uh, uh the Moroccan
3: seeds, they will herm her herm hermaphrodite out. It's like females uh, and then they start growing bananas, right? Which are just big pollen sacks.
0: Yeah. They're mostly female flowers, then there'll be like a little male flower here and a little male flower
3: there. You're like, whoa. It's got both, man. No. No. <laughs> Hide it. Do you, can you like clip those away or do they just happen? Like, do you just have to pitch the plant? How does that work?
0: I take them into the boys room and just see what happens. Gotcha. It's like I'm, I don't want them spraying the pollen all over the outdoor garden. Sure. Um, and I definitely don't want to breed with them and make a note of whatever that strain is and kind of back off and don't grow that anymore. But, uh, I just put them with the boys. So we'll see what happens. So lock them Sometimes in. Sometimes the, they still smell good. Lock them
3: in the jizz dungeon
0: yeah (laughs) oh and it's terrible in there too it's like i'm afraid to walk around in there because you just barely bump the table or something and it's just like it's just a cloud of of ground glass so if i'm not wearing a mask and i breathe any of that pollen it hurts my nose so bad damn oh brutal
3: (laughs) that sounds It makes me
0: like less inclined to breathe
3: too i'm like do i need to keep doing this (laughs) seriously does
0: this even matter (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh is it all worth it is it all worth it that's what we ask ourselves uh,
1: that's when you, you know I want good tomatoes
3: now that's why you know you really love doing what you're doing honestly <laughs> 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 like is the, should we even keep doing this it seems not worth it man but you will you keep doing it I will definitely I'm obsessed Hmm. that's it's, kind of how the running the node is man yeah I've been like I can imagine I've been like I definitely want to just unplug it and throw it across the room at times i've definitely been there and then i don't i just fix it (laughs) (laughs) kind of not exactly fix it uh fix it for a little while i temporarily fix it all the time
0: now how long have you been into doing all that stuff i admit i have not listened to very many episodes of your podcast so did did you start in with like when he started doing podcasting 2.0 pretty much
1: yep that was the trigger Uh, for me have you
3: listened to all those episodes i haven't listened to any of that i have yep I've listened to all of them. Uh we heard the fourth one on the live stream. I think it was episode 4, I'm pretty sure. Uh which they just played it 1 day after a sh- after a no agenda show, you know. Yeah. Uh Bemrose always picks out like what's coming up after the show. And so it's like that's been a curated spot where he'll pick out a show to follow up no agenda and then after that it just kind of plays the playlist. But um we heard, like, I think they put the fourth one on after. And as soon as I heard it, I had, like, listened to the first three also and then was just on board. Um, like, I want to say they started in September and then they started the show a little bit later. I they think just had September their
1: 11th was their first show.
3: That's right. They just had their two year anniversary. And we.
0: Yeah, they've done what, about 20, 30 episodes now? Or is that 100?
3: I think it's like 103 or four.
1: Yeah, it's over 100.
3: Yeah. It's like 58 years, what they're averaging. Oh,
0: okay. They're doing it every two weeks, just like.
3: Okay. The chat is confused. I'm sorry. We're, t- we're talking about the podcasting 2.0. 2. Podcast 2.0, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Keep up, man.
0: I did a podcast. for. I did 17 episodes of a podcast in 2013 under my real name. Nice. Um, nice. Which is the reason why I have a mic. And I mean, I actually gave all my stuff away. Once it started becoming work, I was like, got tired of it, gotcha. doing it. But I had fun. Um, uh, doing it. So that's why I still have a mic and I, then I picked up a Scarlet 2i2, which is my interface. And I have a AT2020 mic that I'm talking into. There you go. Um, but I haven't really had a, I have an idea for another podcast, but then I would have to start doing it. Right. You know what I mean? Cause you're doing your podcast every week, tw- twice a week. You do bowls and buds and bowls and
3: bowls. Uh, so bowls with buds is kind of like an extension of the bowl after bowl, bowl after bowls every Tuesday night. And then bowls with buds is like when we can make them.
1: It's sporadic, but it has been averaging like every week.
3: Yeah. We've had recently. Yeah.
0: Is it what, just finding the guest and then being like, oh, we've got somebody, let's do
3: this. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much it. And it's also like, can we do one this week? Can we not? Like sometimes it's like our schedule where we're like, dude, we can't, you know we have too much shit to do this week we can't do one totally but so it's never like regular time or day or anything it's just like when can we get it in and can we even get one in um we've been doing shit when was the first pulls and buzz we did with uh john and carolyn i think it was like at the end of 2020 so right around when we did the (laughs) podcasting 2.0 stuff and the node stuff
0: is that when that came on? It was in 2020, right? When he started yep. doing podcasting 2.0? September oh, 2020. Oh, because getting... Because people were getting deplatformed like
3: crazy. Yeah, that's when they, they had yanked... Uh, Alex Jones off of Apple, I think, was like the biggest one. And, and X-22 and a few other conspiracy theorists, you know? Yeah. People like, it expressed the incorrect ideas out loud. My
0: people. Which
3: is dangerous content, actually. It's dangerous. Super dangerous. To say words into a microphone, like, you could get hurt, man. (laughs) People could get hurt, man. Oh, it's fucking insane. Uh, So insane. But, uh, yeah, the whole, uh, the leaps and bounds of that thing has grown. We were, there were less than 100 shows when we first started, like, taking the sats and boostograms thing. And now now there's over 10,000 shows that uh, have a value tag in them.
0: Nice. I've gotten 3,438 sats so far. 57 cents worth of
3: sats. Thank you, people. Thank you. It's on fire. 57 cents. That's generous. Dude, the, the, the sats per dollar is off the chain right now. Grabbing them up. It's, it's so hard, though, because even these major dips aren't, aren't like they were when we got it at 400. You know what I mean? People... Uh, I yeah, I bought it. it
0: and immediately spent it.
3: I see a lot of people who are like... <laughs> oh, fuck, I don't see a bottom. Like, should I sell it right now? And I'm like, dude, whatever you do. Like, I don't care if you're one of the guys that bought at the very top at like 69K or if you bought at 40 because that was the dip and now it's like even less of a dip than that. Like, I don't care where you bought. Just like wait until you're back to where you can make yourself whole at least, (laughs) you know? Like, just just hang on, man. Not going anywhere. It'll be around for a while. Like, people just like see the number go down and then they're like, out of their minds about it. The only way you can lose this by selling, for USD. Like I, that's what I did too. Is I would like bought clever shit with it. But I just did it over the years. I'd forget I had it at, for like months to years at a time, and then I would like look back, and the price would be up, and I'd be like, "Oh, let's buy something." I still have that, you know. Yeah, exactly. It was, like, it's like little weird uh, gift weird, money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like this weird uh, flex account that I had or something <laughs> that would like gain money. Like whoa. I remember it was at like 400 and I used it to get
0: some uh, stuff from the Netherlands. And then uh, the next time I, I was like, oh, I wonder what Bitcoin's at. I haven't looked at that in a while. And I was like, what? It's at $2,600? I'm going to buy some. Then I buy like 100 bucks here and then I buy 100 bucks there, 100 there. I was like, whoa. And there for a while, my account, uh, you know, it's always been a small little pile. Yeah. I have a ton of it. But uh, wow, well, it got to be quite uh, valuable there for a second.
3: Yeah. Yep. It's kind of crazy. And I don't, you know, I don't really. Just like zooming up and down, but. You think it'll pop back up? You think it's going to hit a hundred grand? I think so. I think it'll be, uh, there's just so much extra dead weight right now in the system, you know, and in the market. And the price just reflects like everybody's total aggregate behavior. So it doesn't necessarily reflect like sane and rational prices or, what something should be priced at and i think that there's just so few people who really uh have grasped what bitcoin is and means and like that it is here to stay that it's just it's just really new and then these altcoins have soaked up so much of the energy and then added so much fear and pain to the overall system that like yeah a lot of people get in and then they spread their shit around into a bunch of different coins and then they have Bitcoin that's on an exchange and then one way or another they get burned and then they're like, oh, well, that means that Bitcoin's dead, you know, or that means this shit isn't working. Um, instead of looking at what really happened with like, oh, well, you got scammed by this guy and you never really had Bitcoin, you know? <laughs> like, Yeah. My um,
0: Shiba Inu is not doing so good.
3: Yeah, what's up with that? You know, <laughs> I spent like a hundred
0: bucks. I think it's worth nine dollars or something. Now. Oh, really?
3: Yeah, uh, but whatever.
0: I never paid for
3: oh Shiba Inu. I never. It's like a um, Doge that's, that's derivative. The, that, yeah. Like this is the one. It's gonna do Shiba Inu to if it, a penny. If Come if it comes to a penny, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh my god! I had some <laughs> Doge that uh, came out of a faucet because back in the day we had faucets, and you'd click on a faucet and get like three to four thousand Doge coin because it was like pennies then. That one nice. uh, is the only thing that really went up a crazy amount. But it's Bitcoin. not now. It's back no, in the toilet, isn't down. it? Yeah, it's back down.
0: Yeah, I have a tiny bit of ETH and a tiny bit of... Um, I got the Bitcoin cash when they did the hard fork and yep. was it, 2016 or
3: 17. Yeah, I lost all that on poker, I think.
0: Oh, yeah? <laughs> I just kind of like, sit there and then I just I'll, like look at my account and be like, oh. They did the hard fork and
3: then I had this... Bitcoin cash that I didn't really care about as much. So then I was like, oh, dude, we can degen gamble with this. Cause it's like, <laughs> I don't even give a fuck about this as much as the Bitcoin. Um, nice. Dumbass. I was a dumbass. You just don't uh, see, you know, the value until, I don't know. Oh, I mean, that's like all uh, the
0: cars that I, if I still had would be worth $50,000 now oh. or. You know the bike that I didn't care about for a second. I look back and I'm like, "Oh man, it's such a beautiful bike." Oh, I sold it.
3: <laughs> Where's oh. my binder of Pokemon cards, man? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I never had the Pokemon's records. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think back on. You never know, you know what it's going to be worth down the road. You're never thinking about that. You're just like, "Oh, what is it today?" That's why so many people panic sell too. They're like, "Oh, look at today!" And it's like, "Yeah, zoom out. He'll you know, come back. He'll be back." It's just it's it'll just a back. bad environment right now. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, the world's on fire." Yeah, but it's like the Bill Hicks joke where it's like,
0: "Death, destruction." And look out the window. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah, it looks There's the bird singing in the trees. It looks okay to me, man. Oh, you're reading the fucking news. That's why you're scared. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, that'll happen,
0: man. That will happen. I'm getting better though. Like closing the feed if it's like, oh, this is negative. No, <laughs> I don't need it.
3: Yeah, you can't. You can't get into the doom scroll trap. You'll never climb out. Never climb out no. by design. Yes. Well, dang, man, we're coming up uh, on 10:30 here in FEMA Region Seven. It's been a fantastic been awesome. time. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us, man, and sitting down, getting to know one another. Thanks so much for the jar, too. Uh, Absolutely. I still have your address. It's keeping me uh, off, of the, uh, <laughs> off of the train of thought sometimes, which I appreciate.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck. We have that blame it on the weed ISO. Now we can oh, just yeah. blame it on the Adam Curry. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> What's better?
3: Uh well cabbage paps, man. Thanks so much again. Um, thank you. Been a pleasure. Thanks bowlers out there for listening along. And we will be back at it next Tuesday night at 9 Central.
1: We and... did have two quick boosts come in.
3: Oh, thank you. Yeah, let's address these boosts.
1: Yep. Yeah, before we go.
3: Net Net hit us from Fountain 6969. Oh yes, cuz of course we need a uh 69! 69 69 he gave us a bowler boost thank you net ned and, and uh nine 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 from cotton gin well, thank you sir nice appreciate that and uh thanks to all the boosters out there throughout the week remember cabbage paps he gets a third of the action so send your boosts in and uh we'll see you back at it on tuesday nine central right uh right as dh unplug wraps up on the noage industry stream. We'll be there. Until then, I'll be Sir Spencer, Wolf Kansas City.
1: I'll be Dame DeLorean.
3: Is this the part where I say it? I'll be Cabbage Paps.
1: Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it worked. Until next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. <laughs>
3: Studies show marijuana can be very psychologically addictive.
0: Man, f- them studies. If you're into baking, it's kind of passion. Sparking up a j, light, lighting up a j.
2: <gasps> Getting high.
3: Yeah, yeah. I like money. Yeah, yeah. most indeed.
2: Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl Bowl after bowl.com, bowl after bowl.com.